Hello and welcome to iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher. And I'm Nicholas Naoti, video producer and ad manager for iPhone Life. Donna is out today, so Nicholas was kind enough to fill in. We've got a really fun show for you today. We're going to go over Rumor Roundup. I can't believe it, but we are already at that time where this is actually going to potentially be our last episode before Apple's announcement. Traditionally, Apple has an announcement in September where they announce their new iPhones and a lot of times a lot of other gear as well, maybe a new Apple Watch, a new iPad. We'll get into it uh, and we'll walk you through everything to expect from the announcement. Uh, But before I do that, let's have a word from our sponsor, GoBuddy. Uh, GoBuddy is one of our longest sponsors, so you all maybe have heard of them before, but they also just have a really excellent product. Nicholas, do you ever, do you have AirPods? I do not. I have some other AirPod type knockoffs. Okay. Um, Well, uh, Nicholas is going to be doing a guide for AirPods, so you're going to get your AirPods soon, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you do, do you like running? I do. So when you're running with your AirPods, you might find that your AirPods fall out. Um, Some people have this problem, some people don't, but AirPods are great because they're wireless and they're easy to use for working out, but you want to make sure you have a secure fit. And that's where GoBuddy's product, the EarBuddy, comes in. It's this little silicon clip that clips onto the AirPods and wraps around your ear. It's really lightweight. It's comfortable, but it keeps your ear pods in, in your ear, your AirPods in your ear. And they have actually a product for EarPod and AirPod. Uh, and it keeps in your ear for when you're working out uh, or if you're just on the go and want to make sure you don't lose your really expensive new headphones. So it makes for this time of year, if you're thinking way ahead, it makes a great stock, stocking stuffer or a gift for somebody who's getting AirPods. Or if you want them yourselves, make sure you check them out. Uh, they're also very affordable, by the way. They're really cheap. So make sure you check them out. Go to Amazon, and the product is EarBuddy. So that's E-A-R-B-U-D-I. Or we'll have a link to it in our show notes if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. And by the way, we have a video version of our podcast, so you get to see uh, Nicholas's wood paneling and my really beautiful painting of a pizza behind me if you want to watch the video version of it. Can you tell me about that pizza painting? I painted it myself. Do you like it? I love it. (laughs) No, my uh, stepson painted it, uh, and it's good to clarify because it is kind of a funky thing to have behind me, but it's cute. And once... The one of the annoying parts about when you put up a piece of art from your stepson, uh, it's really awkward to take it down. So now it's just there forever. It's going to be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Okay. So moving right along. Next up, I'm going to tell you about our tip of the day newsletter. Uh, if every day we send you a free, it's a free newsletter, and every day we send you a tip of something cool you can do with your iPhone or iPad, and right now is the perfect time to subscribe if you're not already. I'm assuming most of you are already subscribed. I hope so, because it's free. If not, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips. And it's the perfect time because we are coming up on iOS 14, and we're hard at work putting together tips every day for you for things that you can do to improve your iPhone usage with iOS 14. Today, oh, again, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip to subscribe. I think the the really great thing about the daily tip newsletter is like in the instance of iOS 14, there's so many updates. It's really overwhelming. And this, the, the, the real value of it is that we 
digest it down into little bite-sized bits so you can easily learn a little thing every day. Yeah, and it makes it so much fun because it's a lot of times if you read the entire list of every new feature, you're not going to absorb it. But here, each day, you just learn one thing. Uh, and so I want to tell you about my favorite tip of the week. Uh, and this is funny, actually, because Donna, a little side note, Donna selected this as her favorite tip of the week, which I am now passing off as mine. But I actually really love this feature, and that is iCloud Keychain. Have you ever used, do you use iCloud Keychain, Nicholas? I do, actually. I love it. I love it too. So I, for a long time, have have used password managers and password managers are just essential these days because it's if you have the same password for all of your devices, then, or for all of your accounts, I mean, then it's really easy if somebody, if a hacker gets one of your passwords to break into everything. But if you don't have the same password for all of your accounts, you do what experts recommend and have a new password for each of your accounts, it's really hard to keep track of. Um, and so that's where password managers come in. And what's great about iCloud Keychain is it's built into the iPhone. So you don't have to have third-party software and it's free. And basically how it works is when you set up your phone, you have to make sure you enable it in iCloud. So you go into settings, you go in, you tap the picture. I'm gonna do this as I'm talking to you all. You tap the picture of yourself where you manage your account and then you tap iCloud and you scroll down and you make sure that there's a keychain right there. You make sure that is toggled on. And then what happens is the other caveat in this is you have to use Safari. Um, and if you use Safari on your iPhone, it'll track it on your iPhone. But what makes it really great is if you use Safari for your computer as well. Do you do that, Nicholas? Yes, I do. And it saves me so much hassle. So much hassle. It's so nice. And so then what happens is when you're using Safari, when you go to create an account, it will suggest a password for you. And that's actually what our tip is, is how to create a strong password. So when you go to create a password, there'll be a little button that says, use strong password. And you, you just tap that button and iTunes will create a difficult to hack into password. And then when you create the account, it will save that information into your iCloud keychain. And you can then, whenever you're using iCloud or, or you're using Safari on your computer or your iPhone, you can then log in and it will remember that password for you. So really easy and secure and it's free. Uh, and actually, one of the rumors coming up, I don't know if you've heard this, Nicholas, that they're going to actually create a full-fledged password manager, which mm -hmm. I think would be really cool. Like um, its own app or something? Yeah, similar to how like LastPass works. Um, because, you know, for those of you listening at home, if you're using... Uh, if you're using a PC or you like using Chrome, then the functionality starts to break down a little bit. So that would be sort of the last frontier. Um, one yeah. quick side note, though, is you can always access these passwords either in your phone or on your computer if you're using a Mac. Uh, it, there's a section called Passwords and Accounts, and it'll show you all the passwords that you've saved. So if you ever do need to log in somewhere, but you're not using your typical device, that is how you can do it. So that's our, that's our favorite tip of the day for this week. Donna's favorite, but mine too. Uh, and so go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to subscribe. 
Next up, I want to tell you about our premium subscription service, iPhone Life Insider. Uh, as I mentioned, Nicholas is hard at work. Uh, well, you, apparently you have not started this AirPods guide yet. Huh? You don't have <laughs> AirPods. It's, it's, it's my project for next month. Next month, Nicholas will be hard at work on an AirPods guide. We actually just released a notes guide, which is really awesome. It walks you through all the things that you could do with your notes app that you never knew you could do, such as formatting things like creating bullet points or checklists that you can sort or even scanning documents. Um, and so our premium service, iPhone Life Insider, has, as I mentioned, guides, and these are in-depth video guides as well as printable PDFs that come with them. Uh, we, we also do a video version of our tip of the day newsletter. So if you're listening to this and you subscribe to our free version of the newsletter and you think, wow, it'd be great to have somebody just show me each step of this process. That's awesome. Uh, the video version is, is awesome. And we have our full archive of all of our tips, including video versions. So we have over a thousand video tips. You get a free or a digital subscription to our magazine. So you can read our quarterly magazine. Uh, we are, and I think I'll probably mention this again later for my favorite gear, but we're working on our holiday buyer's guide. So we've got some really good gear recommendations for you there. And Last but not least, well, two things actually. Before I get into our question of the day, we added a really huge new feature, and that is classes. And we're so excited. We're just wrapping up our iPad class now. So if you are listening to this and you think, wow, I'd love to attend that, uh, you could subscribe right now and attend the last lesson, the last lesson live. We're also going to have archives available to you indefinitely of all of our classes. So you can attend the iPad class and watch all the replays. And coming up, on, as soon as iOS 14 comes out, we're going to publish our guide to, for you that day. And we're going to have classes for you available that week. So we will walk you through step-by-step step everything you need to know to master iOS 14 in-depth. will be over eight hours of content for you. But we also have bite-sized digestible stuff. So... I've learned so much about my devices from insider content. Like it's actually so valuable. I really understand why people <laughs> continue to subscribe because I've just, it's like unlocked a whole new layer of usefulness to my iPad and my iPhone. It's yeah, so awesome. Hon honestly, cause I end up taking these classes a lot of times to either in preparation for teaching them <laughs> or just if I am not teaching them, I will take them and I learn so much with them too. The classes in particular are so much fun because it's, it creates a live interaction. So you can ask mm -hmm. all your questions and people tend to struggle with similar things. So you can, somebody else will ask a question or, you know, what happened in the iPad class that I was teaching recently, there was one thing that was particularly tricky, which was multitasking. And we went over it and then we thought we were done, but people kept getting tripped up over little details of it. So they kept saying, what about this? And what about that? And then we'd go and reshow them. Um, so really awesome. I'm really excited to add classes. If you aren't an insider, please go subscribe. Uh, we have a special discount for you right now. If you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, you will get a discount on your subscription. Uh, once again, that's iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. And our last feature that we have is we have the ability to ask an editor. So if with all of our guides, we have over 30 guides, over a thousand video tips, you still have any questions that we have not answered for you, or you just don't want to sort through it, you can just send us an email and we'll answer it. So today I'm going to read 
to you a question from one of our insiders. And it is, dear iPhone Life, I have been asked to start a podcast. So congratulations. Welcome to the world of podcasting. Uh, And the radio station sent me a headset that has a USB plug, but I want to use my iPad, not my laptop, because the camera is better on the iPad. So how do I find an adapter that I can plug the USB into, then I can plug into the lighting port or the audio port? Uh, Can I find this on Amazon? Podcasting, uh, thanks, Podcasting Insider. So this is a great question, and he sort of half answered it uh, in his question, which is really what you need is you need an adapter. So partly it depends on which iPad you have. I'm assuming if you're going to do podcasting from an iPad, he probably has an iPad Pro, in which case there's a lot of adapters there that adapt to the USB-C plug. Um, And the iPad Pro is kind of specifically designed for that. So um, what Colin recommended was that he's calling it the Apple camera adapter. And he's saying this has a Thunderbolt on one side and a USB port on the other. Um, And so that might work. Uh, But also there's a bunch of adapters out there. Um, Actually, one of our other sponsors, OWC, makes a really excellent adapter that could work for him as well. But basically what you want is you want an adapter that if you're trying to do anything from an iPad that requires you to plug in something, especially USB, you need an adapter that adapts USB-C to USB-A or whatever outlet you have. So that's our question of the week. Uh, and thank you for submitting that. And if you are not an insider, please go subscribe at iphonelife.com slash insider. All right, Nicholas, time for apps and gear of the week. Do you have anything that you've been testing out that you want to recommend to people? I do. And um, I actually learned about this app from the iPhone life podcast. Um, I learned it from you, David. Um, (laughs) You were showing your phone and talking about podcasts in one of them. And you said that you use overcast. Oh, I love Um, overcast. Yeah. I made the switch and I'm loving it. It's way better. Uh, For some reason, I, it might be something in my settings, but the Apple podcast app does not work well on my iPhone eight. Mm-hmm. It just, every time I open it, it freezes. I don't know why. Um, and so the switch to Overcast has been great. I'm going to try to show Overcast there. We'll see if it goes into focus. I don't think it's going to, but <laughs> it's this right here. <laughs> yeah. So I've been loving that. What about you, David? What have you been using and loving? Well, first, let me, let me expand on Overcast because I do love Overcast. Um, I have the same problem. The iPhone like pod or not iPhone, like, the podcast app that is native to Apple uh, is just buggy. I have a hard time finding the podcast I want. I have a hard time getting it to kind of work the way I want. And I Overcast, I love. First of all, it's a free app, so it doesn't cost you anything. It has a really cool feature where you can have it's called something something like Smart Speed Up. And basically what it does is it programmatically, anytime there's a long pause, will mm. go and cut that down for you. And so uh. it will, because a lot of, I think Apple Podcast app has the option to listen to 1.25 or 1.5. 
but it tends to feel a little too quick for me. Mm. But this actually speeds it up and it tells you as it's doing it, the kind of how much it's speeding up. It tends to be about like 1.1 or 1.15. So it's not quite as sped up, but it sounds natural. Like you don't even really notice it's happening, but you can get through more content quicker. So um, is, it, is it speeding up the audio or cutting out the silence? It's cutting out the silences. That's so cool. It's I love really that. Cool. Yeah. So I love that feature. I also have you, I create basically a smart playlist, which then populates as new content comes out. So I have like my favorite podcast and it, can, it basically shows me all of the new episodes in chronological order of my favorite podcasts. And, you know, that's something that you can sort of do in Apple's podcast app, but this is just a lot easier and more user-friendly. So mm -hmm. I agree. That's, I, I love that one. That's so funny that you <laughs> picked that up from me though. Um, I, I was editing the podcast and I heard you mention it. And then like a week later, I was like, I need to switch over to whatever that was David said. And I logged into Insider and watched the podcast and uh, looked back and found it. There you go. Can I tell you my pet peeve though for that app? Yes. I don't know why, but I have a really hard time getting iPhone like podcasts to load. Really? I do. And I, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you about that because I sometimes go and listen to my own podcast because <laughs> 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 I like to hear, you know, if I have awkward silences sure, sure, or if sure. I use the word um too much, which I do sometimes. It's um, useful. It's useful to analyze that. But so maybe people shouldn't get overcast then. Well, yeah. Or we, I haven't made it an issue to our tech team yet because I don't know how many people are using overcast, but maybe we should debug it if we're recommending mm -hmm. an app that our podcast doesn't work very well on. <laughs> sure. So we'll look into that. But I just, do just want to warn people because clearly these are people who listen to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's a conditional recommendation from yes. us. And we'll try to fix it so that I can hear myself say the word like way too many times. <laughs> I don't want to tell people that because now you'll hear it and you probably didn't hear yep. it before. Yep. Okay. Um, mine is, so as I mentioned, I'm working on an article for the buyer's guide. Uh, and I'm working on a couple articles actually. So you'll hear some of these coming up. I'm working on a speaker's article and I'm also working on an article about iPhone essentials. So what I'm going to tell you about today is I have a new doc that I'm really enjoying. It's made by Nomad. Um, and Nomad are one of the fun parts about being in this industry for such a long time is you get to know people. They're really nice guys. We, we meet them. No, Nicholas, you met them when we were at CES, right? Yeah, really nice people. And they, they take pride in their products and they make great products. And this is not an exception. So it's a, it's a charging pad. And there's a few things that is, are really nice about it that made it stand out and why I'm going to include in my article. The first one is that the actual pad is leather. So it looks really nice because anytime you have a dock, it's taking a valuable real estate, either mm. on your office desk or on your nightstand. It's in a place where you want it to look nice. And this one looks nice. It's made in premium materials. The other thing that it, it did well is you can charge it in, in several ways. So you can charge your phone in landscape uh, and there's a coil that'll charge it that way, or you can charge your phone in portrait and then there's room on the pad. It's about this big for uh, your AirPods. Nicholas, when you get your AirPods, you can use this. Uh, and there's room on it so you can charge both at the same time. And then I got the Apple Watch model. So then I can charge my Apple Watch all at the same time. And before I had this, I just had a ton of cables on my desk to charge everything and it looked really ugly. And so now it's this really nice pad. 
Uh, you can go to hellonomad.com. Depending on what model you want, if you care about the Apple Watch model or if you care about having enough room for your uh, AirPods, it ranges from maybe $80 to $140, um, but it's in that range. So these but docks are... Does the Apple Watch model have like a raised piece? Yeah, like it has a raised piece exactly like that. And then actually, funnily enough, they are out of the one that has a built-in puck. So weirdly, these pucks for Apple Watches are hard to manufacture and you have a hard time getting them. They're out of that model right now. So I had to plug my own plug into it. But normally it comes with a puck that's already built in. <laughs> mm. I see. I think they had a prototype of this at CES when we saw them earlier this year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's cool. So yeah, that's my gear of the week. All right. Are you ready to go over some of the rumor roundup stuff? Yeah, there's a lot. We got a lot here, guys. So first of all, let's start at the beginning. Apple, the rumors are that Apple will continue with their pattern of releasing it in the, or announcing their products in the first or second week of September. So that'll probably be the rumor I'm hearing now is September 9th. So it's coming up pretty soon. Is that what you're hearing, Nicholas? There's kind of a mix of rumors about that. I've also seen that they're going to push it back to October, but it's unconfirmed right now, right? Yeah, so the, all... spec the speculation I'm hearing, and again, as Nicholas is saying, this is all rumors. So the caveat for all of this is this is just what we're hearing. But I think the iPhone typically comes out at late September. So they announce it early September and release it late September. Whereas this year, because of COVID, they're having manufacturing issues. And so I think the rumor is that they will still announce it the same schedule time, but that the actual iPad will not come out until early to mid-October. Yeah, I've seen that, that delays in the supply chain and travel bans may mean that the new phones don't ship till late October or even November. Yeah, which would be a little bit of a bummer, but that is what it is. So that's the second rumor is that it'll be a little bit delayed coming out. A couple other things. First of all, um, the rumors are four new phones. Um, so we're, we're looking at an iPhone 12 and an iPhone 12 Pro. Uh, and then within that, on the iPhone 12, we have a 5.4 inch and a 6.1 inch. Uh, and then the iPhone 12 Pro would also be 6.1 inches, and then we have our iPhone 12 Pro Max at 6.7 inches. Um, so Did I they introduced the Pro Max with the iPhone 11. I think it was introduced with the iPhone with the iPhone 10, but I could okay. be wrong. Do you have you had a Pro Max iPhone? You know, it's funny you bring it up because I have not, but I'm contemplating it. Because I used to have the, uh, the iPhone 8 Plus, which was sort of the same form factor. Um, but it had, because it was not edge-to-edge -edge display yet, it didn't have as large of a screen as the Pro Max. And I viewed when the iPhone 10 came out as being sort of that, being able to eat my cake and eat it too, mo have my cake and eat it too moment where I could have the same screen size as the, um, as the iPhone 8 Plus, but have the smaller form factor, because I tend to carry my phone in my pocket. Uh, but I keep seeing people who have these Max phones and feeling a little jealous of how large that screen is. Mm. How about you? 
Um, I no, I I'm still on an older iPhone. I'm holding out. This year, I'm going to update though. Okay. I'm going to be buying one of these iPhone 12s, and I don't know if I'll get the Pro or the Pro Max or just the regular one. But I I honestly don't know if I could get down with a 6.7 inch iPhone. Like that's just big, and I, it, I carry mine around in my pocket as well. So yeah, it, it, and it's obviously more expensive as well. It's a very large phone, but yeah, it does fit in your pocket, or at least it fits in my pocket. So you mm. can do it. Um, so let's get into some of these details here. One of the most interesting details I've read is rumors that all four of these phones will have an OLED display. So mm. for the iPhone 11, only the Pro has an OLED display and the iPhone 11 has an LCD liquid retina display, which is still a really nice display, but nowhere near as nice. Can you there. tell us what OLED means? Yes, I have, a, I have a rant prepared for you. Somehow I've become the OLED explainer guy. Yeah. Okay, so basically how a traditional LED screen works is you have a backlight, and then in front of that backlight, you have your pixels. And the pixels will display either, they'll either be red, green, blue, or off. Um, and so what happens with that, though, is that when you have an area of your screen that's supposed to be black, even though the pixel's off, the backlight behind it, behind it shows a little bit. Uh, so the, with OLED, each pixel is individually illuminated. So you don't have a backlight. And why that makes such a difference is you can have true black. On a LED screen, you have what looks close to black, but actually is not true black because of the display behind it. Um, and so you have a clear, a true black, which not only is nice because it's nice to have a true black, but it's, you have a much wider uh, range of colors that you can do. If you can have true black, you can have a wider range and you have a really uh, great contrast in your colors. It's particularly nice, I find, for reading. So if you're reading an email or if you're reading on the web or you're, you like reading books, it really is noticeable. If you go and you open up a LED phone and an OLED phone and you're looking at your email, one looks almost like paper, not quite, but almost, and the other looks a little bit more like a computer screen. Mm. So they're both nice, but I love OLED. I actually have an OLED TV as well for the same reason. Um, mm. And I, for years, have advocated buying the Pro model because of this OLED display. So it's interesting now that they're putting it in their cheaper phones as well. Yeah, okay. Thank you. I totally understand what OLED is now. I appreciate that rant. <laughs> Good. I'm glad because it's one of those things that get thrown around a lot, but now a lot of people understand it's not just better. It's like better for very specific reasons. Sure. Um, I get that. So the main difference, though, between the iPhone 12 Pro and the iPhone 12 seems to be, uh, from what I'm researching, there'll be a couple things. Uh, first one is the iPhone 12 Pro will have a little bit more RAM, so it'll be a little bit faster which I don't think they've done before. I don't know that they've done that before. So that is an uh, interesting thing. The second thing is it'll, the only the pro models will have the three lens camera. Um, and so that's typically the other reason I tend to convince people to go with the pro phones is because that triple lens camera is really, really nice. And I think people underappreciate the value of having a nice camera around with you all the time, since mm -hmm. it really is our primary way of documenting our lives at this point. Um, so I, I, I personally probably will go with the pro, but, uh, it'll be interesting. 
a couple other features um, that I'm reading about. In addition to having these three lenses, there's going to be potentially a fourth lens that won't be for camera. It'll be LIDAR, which is a radar. So it will be able to sense 3D detection. LIDARs use in automatic driving, for example. And the rumors are that that will be helpful to Apple both for 3D um, for photos. It'll be able to sense objects so you can have a much better portrait mode. Also for augmented reality. Um, so it has other interesting uses too, which okay. I think are really cool. There's, I did a, I did an insider video tip recently about the LiDAR scanner on the new iPad Pro. Um, and you can measure somebody's height with it. Mm -hmm. You can just take a, you can stand back and take a pic of somebody and it'll show their exact height, um, which actually could be really useful for documenting your kid's height as they grow. <laughs> you, know, you can take a picture of it. It's kind of like the, the new way of like drawing a line on the wall. Yeah. I mean, see, that example is exactly why I'm skeptical of this technology, to be sure. honest, is that there are use cases that make it valuable, but they always have that flavor of being a little bit gimmicky. That <laughs> and one, not that I'm going to use very often. Augmented reality in particular just falls in that boat where I don't know anybody who regularly uses augmented reality. I Sarah. <laughs> Sarah? Well, yeah. no. You know what? Fun fact. Sarah has augmented reality turned off on Pokemon Go. Oh, really? Sarah is one of our coworkers who's obsessed with Pokemon Go, which is one of the few apps that utilizes augmented reality. Sarah mm. does not utilize it, though. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I wonder why. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of potential that's being tapped. And right now, all the use cases of, of like, the LiDAR scanner and the uh, augmented reality are, like, kitschy and, like, gimmicky and not actually all that practical. But I could see it having practical uses. I agree, and I think that's part of why Apple's going down this road is they're slowly building towards having true augmented reality, which would be, like, a glasses where you could display a computer screen in front of you and you don't even need a computer anymore. There's use cases that are more in the future that actually would be pretty amazing. There's some, you know, people who are futurists often speculate that augmented reality will replace our phones and our computers. So it could be cool, but right now it's not, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I'm ready to embrace it when that happens, but we're not there yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, so a couple other rumors I have for you. First of all, I think the biggest update for the phone is going to be that it will have 5G. So oh, yeah. The first 5G iPhone, which makes it interesting because it'll be the first iPhone, in my opinion, in, I don't know, three, four years that it was just obvious, a no-brainer to update. Like, if you live in sure. a big city that supports 5G, you have to update. Yeah. 5G is going to change the way you use your phone. It's going to change technology. And so uh, Apple's in an interesting position where for the last few years, they're trying to get people to up upgrade just based on the strength of their brand and you know the incremental features they're adding there hasn't been a breakthrough technology but a 5g is sincerely a breakthrough technology so it'll sure. be interesting to see uh what apple sales are going to be because i think a lot of people are going to upgrade just for that 5g i think so too i saw they also had that new a a14 chip which is going to help uh compensate for the extra battery that 5g uses yeah apple i mean 
Traditionally, Apple always puts a new processor in that is a large upgrade. I am hearing this year, you're right, that the A14 is going to be particularly a large upgrade. Mm. Um, and also, Apple tends to have, you know, they always improve the cameras like we talked about. So there's going to be, and they tend to improve the battery life in general. So I, I think there's going to be some of those standard updates. Um, it's also supposed to have a new form factor. Which is yeah, I saw that more kind of like the iPad Pro, right? Like the iPad Pro, or almost like a throwback to the iPhone Four. <laughs> so they're just like mm. we've had iPhones around so long that we can now bring back styles. <laughs> yeah, I love the style of the iPad Pro. I think it's really sharp. I agree, and honestly, I mean, people, I liked the iPhone Four. I think the like more square edges looked really crisp. So I'm yeah. happy about it. I, I'll be curious to see what the final result is, but it sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those are all the rumors for iPhone 12. Did I miss any that, that you've read about? No, that's all I'm seeing. Okay. Oh, uh, a small one. They're removing the charger and the wired earbuds from the packaging of the iPhone. Yeah. Which to me makes sense because... I have infinity iPhone chargers laying around. You can get one anywhere and it's going to, it's going to cut down on packaging. It's going to cut down on waste and nobody really uses the wired earbuds anymore. And they're trying to market AirPods. So it, it makes sense to me. I, I'm going to disagree with you on that on a couple of fronts. First of all, I think you and I are so in the Apple sphere that like mm. everyone we know, except for you apparently, uses AirPods. <laughs> but I think there's a lot, a lot of people that are still using wired EarPods that are mm. included in the set. So I think they are still nice. Second of all though, and this is the, my bigger point, Apple introduced rapid charging a couple generations ago. It's the iPhone 8, I think, or the 8 Plus, And they don't give you the things to rapid charge. And rapid right. charging is actually kind of expensive. If you want to buy a USB-C to lightning cable and an adapter, because I just included, those are actually two things that I include in my iPhone Essentials article. They're not that cheap still. So I would have loved to see them go the other way and include rapid charge so that, uh, cable so that you can actually charge your phone really quickly. Just to back up, sorry, rapid charge is a technology that allows you to charge your phone much faster than usual, like the name sounds like. You can charge it about 50% in half an hour. So it's really nice if you're on the go or you're about to leave the house and you realize you're low on battery because you can charge really quickly. Mm -hmm. And it requires a different adapter. It's a USB-C adapter and then a cable that's USB-C to lightning. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a silly move for Apple too, just from a PR standpoint. Apple is now by far the most... Um, the the most profitable company in the world, <laughs> the, or at least the largest company in the world, I should say. And so for them to look like they're being cheap by taking things out of their iPhone packaging, I think it, it's not going to be a good look for them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much it'll really affect them. Uh, they seem kind of too big to fail at this point. I mean, they're certainly too big to fail. Like everyone's going to buy it anyway. But every right. year there's a scandal. There's like Antenna Gate or Ben Gate, or there's some scandal <laughs> that people love to talk about. Just and put people, Gate on the end of anything and it becomes and catchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in particular, people really love the narrative that Apple is trying to take advantage of their customers. And mm, I personally yeah. don't believe that's typically true. But in this case, I, it, it's hard to not come to a narrative that Apple's trying to save money by taking something away from their customer. 
right? Mm, Even if yeah. everyone has a cable, why not include one? Well, I, part of what I was reading too is that by saving that money, they can invest a little more in the actual iPhone itself. They can reallocate the funds. Yeah, but another way of saying that is by saving the money, they can have an expensive phone without hurting their margins. Sure. Or they could just, you know, make a little bit less money this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about the, uh, the iPad rumors. Yeah, tell me about um, Yeah, so there's not a lot of info out there, but there's potentially a new iPad mini coming. And this is noteworthy because it's been several years since there was an iPad mini released. Um, and I, I actually have one of the older iPad minis. And aside from it being now kind of obsolete and out of date and it can't update to the newest iPad OS, it's actually really cool. It's like an iPhone with a bigger screen, but it's like this nice, pleasant size that you can hold in one hand. Whereas the iPad Pro or the, the iPad is like kind of a two-handed thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to see the new iPad mini. Um, they're also potentially releasing a new iPad Air, um, which is that a... Is that a thinner iPad? I don't really know what the iPad Air is. I never... Yeah, it is a thinner iPad. When the original iPad Air came out, it was the only iPad. So they had an mm. iPad, and then they had, like, the second generation, and then they came out with an iPad Air, and it was just a way of bragging how thin and light the new iPad was. But okay. now I'm assuming it will, in fact, be a thinner, lighter iPad because we have the iPad Pro. So we have on, on Macs, we have a MacBook Air and a MacBook Pro, and I'm assuming it'll be in a similar vein. Sure. Um, and that's, that's really all. That's all there is about the new iPad. There's some new Apple Watch rumors as well. Um, they're probably going to be releasing a new Apple Watch, and... Uh, a new upgrade to the Apple Watch could allow it to monitor your blood oxygen level. Yeah. Which uh, the the Apple Watch has always been like a focus of it is health, like mm -hmm. tracking and monitoring your health. Um, and it's this is kind of a move towards a focus on mental health because tracking your blood oxygen level could permit it to detect oncoming panic attacks. Wow. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, I'm always a fan when Apple adds more of those sensors because I do think that they're able to um, really make breakthroughs for health that are, are exciting. Like, for example, the latest Apple Watch added a heart rate monitor, which can then detect heart irregularities with early. So there is that, that would be cool to me. Um, do you have an Apple Watch? I don't. I want to get one, though. I love my Apple Watch, I have to say. Not to, uh, to go back to the iPad for a second, not to um, be a, a cynic, but I have to tell you, I hear rumors about the iPad mini every single year. Really? Apple, the iPad mini has a small but really loyal group of enthusiasts who really want Apple to bring it back. And every year they talk about, oh, maybe this is the year. And maybe this is the year, but I hear this every single year. So I'm, mm. I'd be a little skeptical of those rumors. Also, Apple tends to do uh, I, large iPad announcements in the fall. 
So, or I mean, sorry, in the spring, they might do, I mean, they sometimes sneak one in in the fall as well, especially if it's not for the pro, but I, I'm, we'll see. I, I, my money's on them not releasing a, a, a mini. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we research and research all these rumors and, I learned so much about the new rumored HomePod that was going to be released at WWDC, and then it just didn't exist. Yeah. Although, to be honest, I mean, those are a couple other things we're still hearing. The HomePod, yeah. a new HomePod, and the AirTags. Remember those? <laughs> what are AirTags? AirTags were rumored to be announced at WWDC, but were not. And they are basically, there's a company out there called Tile, and they create these little... They're like tiles. They're these little small plastic tiles that you can clip onto things such as your keys or your wallet. And then you can track them on your phone and find where they are. And you can also, if you are trying to find where they are uh, and you can't find them, you can also make them beep. So the basic rumors Apple is going to copy them and create that because they have their find my app, which used to be find my friends and then they just change it to find my and you can track your devices in there now and the idea would basically be you could maybe add these to other items and then track that in the same app. sure like your keys or something yeah That's so we'll cool, see yeah. if that comes out um homepod i'm still hoping for a new homepod i would love a version i've said this for probably a couple of years now unfortunately but a version of similar to how we have the Echo Dot, which is like a really small speaker. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have good sound quality for a speaker, but you can just put it in a room and then use Siri in that room. I would love that. Yeah, there were rumors of an of a HomePod mini yeah, that exactly. were potentially going to be released during WWDC, but it just never happened. Mm -hmm. um, going back to the Apple Watch, there's also a new yoga fitness mode. They have like the dance mode that you might have seen. Um, there's one for yoga. Uh, there's a new battery which could be better or potentially just more attuned to newer, higher demands. Um, we always kind of hesitate to say a better battery because maybe with that new battery comes some hardware update that makes use of that better battery so it's not actually better. Hmm. Um, there's also potentially a move to make Apple Watches for kids. Um, which is an interesting idea, maybe a little creepy, but could be helpful for keeping track of your kids and monitoring how healthy they're being. Or I don't oh, know. What do you think about that? I, well, first of all, my stepson has an Apple Watch, so I'm, I'm clearly pro Apple Watch for kids. Um, because, but that was more just a function of me having a really old Apple Watch that wasn't worth enough to sell, so I gave it to him. Um, but I actually think there's a pretty interesting use case there for kids and they have some it is a whole little niche market because you i have mixed feelings about giving my seven-year-old an iphone because the, the iphone you can do so much stuff with that we maybe want to protect them with we're constantly battling him over what games he can download and how sure, often he sure. play his games but it's really nice for him to be able to call us if he's not with us and there's an emergency it's mm. also i know as, a, as an adult, the idea of tracking sounds creepy, but being able to know where your kid is is really, really nice. Um, yeah. So we actually almost bought him one of those smart watches instead of the iPhone that we ended up buying him. And so just having something that has limited, the limited functionality piece where it can 
Uh, it can make phone calls, but maybe not call everyone. Uh, you know, he's not going to be sitting there playing games all day, but he can get in touch with us when he needs us and we can track where he is. There's definitely a use case out there. Sure. And there's like the family sharing stuff that Apple has integrated, um, which could allow you to choose what your kid is downloading or who they're able to call, like you said. Yeah. And for his phone, we have that stuff. I mean, certainly we, that's how we limit what games he can download, but it's nice. You know, the small screen means he's not going to be playing shooter games all day on it. So (laughs) that's my main appeal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's, that's really all there is about iPhone or iPad and Apple watch. Um, But if you want a little more specificity, you can go to iPhoneLife.com. We have articles going over all the potential rumors coming up. And hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll have more actual information. And let me walk everybody through what our Apple announcement coverage will be. First of all, we will be live blogging it on Facebook. We'll be doing live commentary in our Facebook group. If you are not a member, definitely make sure you're in our Facebook group because it's a really fun way to interact with our community. Um, You can find it just by looking up iPhone Life on Facebook and going from there. Uh, And then after the event, we will have a podcast covering it. Uh, And... I'm going to make the question of the week this week. If for those of you who made it all the way through, our question of the week is: Do you would you like us to do a live podcast or a standard format podcast? Because we've experimented with both, and I'm still I tend to like the live podcast because it's nice to hear from our audience. But I want to make sure that we are uh, meeting your all needs. So send us an email at podcast@iphonelife.com and let us know. But we will have a podcast either way. We also do a lot of commentary immediately after. So if you are subscribed to the Daily Tip newsletter, you'll get emails from us about all the roundup. If not, make sure you go subscribe, iphonelife.com slash daily tip to uh, see all that commentary. I'm going to cast one vote for the live podcast because I love meeting our audience and interacting with them. It's so much fun. I do too. I just want to make sure that our audience loves meeting us. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And actually more importantly, because they seem to enjoy meeting us, that other people like listening to us meet our audience is sure. really the main question at hand. So That's podcast a good point. at iphonelife.com and let us know what you think. We might, I might actually do a little survey somewhere. So keep an eye out for that. Um, so thanks everyone. If you are an insider, I guess one feature I forgot, I'm a little rusty. Donna usually does the insider promos, but we have an extended version of this podcast for you. So stick around if you're an insider and we will get to our complaints and learning. Thanks everyone. <laughs>